Hello, and welcome to the Tech and Medicine Beautycast by Lutronic, the platform for connecting industry with aesthetic professionals and patients. In this episode, we have some special guests in our virtual Lutronic studio, ready to discuss Carolase, a revolutionary new treatment for hair and scalp revitalization. I'm pleased to introduce our two panelists today, a couple of amazing, extremely intelligent, world-renowned, board-certified dermatologists and private practice. First off, we have Dr. Janine Downey of Image Dermatology PC in Montclair, New Jersey, and Dr. Jessica Weiser of Weiser Skin MD and Bespoke Cosmetic and Medical Dermatology in New York City. We are extremely lucky and thrilled to have these very talented physicians with us to discuss their tactics for enhancing hair health. Our moderator, Mr. James Bartholomews, is the Chief Technology Officer of Lutronic Corporation. Equally impressive, he is the co-founder of SkinQuery and co-inventor of Carefactor Serum, the driver behind the Carolase treatment. I'll let him and the docs explain the rest. James, please take it away. Thanks, Dan, and welcome everybody to the Carolase Beautycast. Dr. Downey, it's been a, a long road uh, talking about hair. I know that we had we met in the Vegas Cosmetic Meeting, I think about four years ago, and you probed me about what Carefactor was, and you were very, very concerned, um, as as you should be, you know, with treatment of skin of color. I know that was a big passion for you, and especially um, hair, and how different the approaches have been, and that there really hasn't been anything that has worked very well. Um, tell us a bit about the getting to where you are, where you are now, where you're you're a huge Carolase Carefactor. Uh, advocate, what got you to that point? Well, so that's funny. I do remember meeting you and peppering you with like a ton of questions and then walking away and thinking about stuff and coming back. And then Amy Taub is a dear friend of mine. So asking her a lot of questions as well. Uh, in my suburban private practice, I'm about 12 miles outside of Manhattan. I do a lot of everything. I do a lot of clinical trials. I do a lot of consulting. I lecture and travel a lot. And I see a lot of patients in my office space. And everybody seems like they're looking for new technologies for me to lecture on, for me to talk about um, on television, for me to have in my private practice. And I like the concept of no needles because, you know, who wouldn't like the concept of new needle, no needles? So that was, you know, kind of one of my drivers. Um, talking to you about the Care Factor serum and why it could work and how it worked, you know, was yet another factor. And then looking at some of your before and after pictures, and I know through my um, year and a half, no, 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 year and year and four months now of having um, your device, I've been able to provide you with more skin of color patients. I see about, in my practice, 60% Caucasian patients and about 40% African-American, Latino-American, and Asian-American, Native American patients in my practice, kind of in that order. So it's not only my African-American patients that are coming in with hair loss, it's all of my patients that are coming in with thinning and hair loss. And hair, as we all know, is one of the, you know, kind of harbingers of, of health and beauty. And so when you're losing your hair, you're feeling badly about yourself. And it could just be a little bit of hair loss or it could be a lot of hair loss. But of course, persistent and continued hair loss um, as, you know, Dr. Weiser also knows can lead to depression, um, significant depression in some patients some of the time. And then everybody knows that there's a ton of products on the market that just don't work. 
And so I didn't want to get involved with a product that wasn't going to work. I didn't want to get in a product that wasn't good for all skin types because I see all skin types in my practice. And then for me, um, as I started getting older, my hair wasn't necessarily thinning, but I wanted more hair. So I started on this hair growth odyssey, taking Nutrafol now from 2015. So in May, it'll be six years that I've been on Nutrafol continuously. And then I started using your product just, you know, originally just kind of on my, you know, my hairline. And then I was like, hmm, let me use this on my whole scalp and see, you know, what can happen. And so, you know, quite frankly, this is the healthiest my hair has been in my life. And I'm older now, so it's like this when I was younger. So between Carolace and Nutrafol, I, you know, I'm very, very grateful. But my odyssey started with my expectations of myself as I age. And then I always like to joke with my patients that I try things for myself and then I, I bring them on board after I try it for myself. Yeah, as I said, this was a very selfish project for me because that was my whole goal was fix my own hair. If I could fix my hair, I'd be happy. And then it's like, oh, I have a product now. Oh, we better do something with that. I got you. <laughs> I totally understand. I'm so okay. I, I remember you You said that, um, you know, there's a lot of things like hair, hair treatments and oils and things that people, all this bad stuff that people do that they don't real, realize is bad stuff that they're doing to their hair and their scalp. Um, and I guess with the pandemic as well, there's a, also that stress related. Are there things that you you do in the practice from an assessment point of view um, and maybe things that you combine Carolase with that are kind of like the you have to do this step, step one, two, and three? Well, okay. So I have the group, I, I do practice in New Jersey. So I do have the population that over hairsprays their hair because that's Jersey hair. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, unfortunately, it's not New York hair, it's not California hair, that's Jersey hair. And so I tell them to lay off the hairspray because it really breaks all ethnic types of hair. So it doesn't matter how strong your hair is, lay off the hairspray. Lay off the curling iron, lay off the blow dryer some. The minute you see one gray hair, it's not time to re-dye it. Um, I was saying, you know, all this stuff a little earlier. And so I try to make them get out of their bad practices and their bad treatment habits first and foremost. Um, and then I explained to them, we don't know what your scalp would look like if we weren't doing these treatments. So anybody that's interested in doing this, um, and Dr. Weiser would agree with me, you must take great pictures to begin with because your patients will forget what they look like when they start immediately and, you know, kind of minimize sometimes, unfortunately, and only in some patients, what you've done to help them and assist them. So you've got to take great pictures. You've got to help them to get rid of some of their bad hair care habits. Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of combining, I personally use Nutrafol, the supplement, um, either the, you know, the women's or the men's, uh, four pills a day in the morning with breakfast. I tell patients I do not waver. I take that every single day. I have one of the busiest schedules of anybody I know. Um, and if I can do it, they can do it. And I travel, you know, well, I was before COVID all the time. I'm starting to pick up my traveling again now. So I expect them to take it. I don't care where in the world they are. I tell them to buy an extra bottle for me and stick it in their suitcase. And then I want them to come in and see me for the Carolace no less than once a month. So we do the six treatment sessions. I also include Lambdapil, and I'm curious to know if Dr. Weiser uses that. So that's a shampoo that's good, again, for any hair type, any ethnicity, does not dry out anybody. So that's the first rinse, then their beauty shampoo, then their conditioner, and then they spray on the spray. They either leave that in um, and, you know, wet to dry, or they can actually blow dry it with the spray in. So it's Lambdapil, Nutrafol, and the Carolase with the Carefactor. 
um, that I'm doing consistently for a lot of my patients. And I tell everyone that they have to exercise. I don't want to hear it about they don't have time. Um, they can just wake up earlier like I do. And I tell them four times a week, 25 minutes of cardio, 25 minutes of weights. I do seven days a week. I'm not asking them to do that, but it boosts their circulation and it decreases their cortisol by decreasing their stress level. So it's helping them live longer and it's helping them, you know, and quite frankly, with their hair growing a bit faster. I'm curious to know what Dr. Weiser does in terms of what she tells her patients at the outset. Yeah, what, what, uh, what's your experience and how have you approached your patients? So I additionally, I use the Isthmus Lambda pill. I actually use the supplement and the topicals. Um, so I don't promote Nutrafol specifically, but um, I worked with Isthmus and I really like their product. So I also use a hair supplement. Um, and I actually tell my patients to find things that allow them to alleviate stress. So I have some patients who will not exercise, who I will have either do meditation or yoga or some other form of body movement. So I completely agree with you, which is really interesting because I don't necessarily know that a lot of people have that practice, um, but I absolutely have patients find something. And I've had a few patients say that that is knitting for them. And I say, well, I want something that's going to decrease your blood pressure and decrease, you know, really get you a, a better um, resting heart rate. I completely agree with you. So I'm using it along with a supplement. Um, and some people don't love the um, leave-on sprays. Um, I've had a few people trying some of the over-the-counter ones, the, you know, the Vegamore and these other things, which I don't love. Um, I haven't seen the same, I just haven't seen the same amount of benefit, um, but I work with the Isthmus Lambda pill um, regularly and really support that one. I think it has, mm-hmm. in addition to my Carolase, shown I really think it's cool. a great ancillary treatment. I just think mm-hmm. it's great. You know? I agree with you. I like the way that it's very fine-tuned. I think that they've chosen a very nice subset of ingredients and kept it um, pretty streamlined. Mm-hmm. So is there is there patients and Dr. Daniel, I'll, I'll, go, I'll have you answer first. Is there are there patients that you would completely exclude? Are there the perfect type of patient for Carolase? Is it? Can you maybe walk through your your process on weeding right. out whether that's going to be right for them or not? Right. Um, there are patients that I exclude. Um, those are the patients that come in with, you know, you know not to be mean, but come in with very little hair on their head and tell me that they want to look like they have like, you know, you know, a mane of hair within like, you know, two months. Um, and then want to bargain me down on what I'm charging for the Carolase while they're at it. Cause why not? Um, so those are the patients that, um, kind of make me nuts and you know, the answer is no. Um, what I do like is I like the patients that have already spent money on you know a hair transplant, so they've already spent a lot of money. They've invested a lot, um, mm-hmm. and now they're trying to you know really boost um, with the Care Factor serum. And they've heard that you know they they you know they're kind of like uncomfortable. Their scalp is sore. They've just had the hair transplant within the past month or two. Um, they're not really down for any more needles in their scalp right now. So they you know they're kind of like this is a non-invasive way. Do you really think this is going to work for me? And I'm like, yeah, this would be perfect. And the fact that you spent that much money on a hair transplant means you're committed to your hair health. So simple things like I tell them that they can't smoke. They can't smoke, they can't vape, and they can't smoke weed. And the reason for that is because the chemicals from those three things leave, you know, like just kind of a coating on the hair that will break, like, you know, the nicotine that will break the hair some um, while they're trying to grow grow it out. And a lot of my patients are like, oh my God, Um, you know, type of thing. But, you know, it is what it is. I tell them, 
a lot of brightly colored fruits and vegetables, it's not nonsense. Antioxidants actually work in a diet for hair health. So, you know, I mean, they need to think about that. I mean, I love sugar as much as the next person, but glycation from sugar is no good for your hair growth. So they need to think about that too and make wise choices. Um, And simple things like sleep. I mean, you know, if you're not getting any sleep, your cortisol levels up, you're packing pounds on around your midsection and you're breaking your hair. So, you know, are people going to be committed to a lifestyle also? Because if I can get them to buy into a lifestyle, then I can get them to buy into doing the right things by what I'm saying. I want them to come every two to four weeks for their Carolase treatments. I want them to commit to a minimum of six sessions. And some people that have a lot of damage need to do eight sessions. Then Mm -hmm. after that, perhaps they're doing every three months for follow-up. So that's four times a year I'm seeing them in the office for the Carolase. I tell them that I think your monograph says no shampooing for a day after you have the care factor in your scalp. My Janine Downey image dermatology is I tell them no shampooing for two days because I just want it to set in. There's a lot of women that will come that have, you know, these elaborate, you know, kind of wraps on their, on their head. And I'm like, look, there's no paparazzi around. You're going to walk out. You're going to have that lunch lady cafeteria hat on to get to the car. And then when you get in the car, take it off and just pretend nobody can see you while you're driving home. But Dr. Downey, I just, you know, and they're embarrassed. They waited too long. I get it. But you don't want all the care factor wicking up into that Hermes scarf. You just don't. So you, (laughs) you want to keep it on your scalp. So, you know, that type of thing. But the patients that are committed, if a patient has too little hair, for me to think I can make a difference, then I'll do something where I'll say, okay, let's try three treatment sessions. Let's see what we can do. Um, then I'm not going to do anything for another three months. And then let's see where we are before you commit to doing six or eight. So sometimes I'll do that. With some people that really want everything for nothing, those are the people that I don't take on to begin with. What's the um, what's your, uh, your, your breakout, male, female? Is it very even? Have you found that Women respond more, response rate, is it all over the place? No, I'm very type A driven um, alpha female. And so I attract type A driven alpha females to my practice. So my practice is so much more female heavy that it's, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, I get along great with men, but I don't see tons of them as my patients. So I would say my practice is like, you know, maybe... Maybe it's twenty five percent men. It's 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 mostly and you know ten percent teenagers, so sixty five percent women or something like that. I mean, it's it's just like there's not there's not a ton of men in my practice at all. So that being said, I see more women for hair loss than men for hair loss. But that's starting to change in the past couple of months as people are getting off of their Zoom calls and coming back, you know, back to life now that COVID is trying to start calming down. Um, the other factor is with the Zoom calls, that bright light over them is washing out their hair and making a lot of men feel older. And men are susceptible to what they look like too. And I explained to them that it's economic viability and romantic viability. I mean, if you really think about it, aside from, I think, Hoover, maybe Herbert Hoover or Dwight Eisenhower, we've never even elected a president with no hair. I mean, so hair does mean something in terms of viability. I mean, it's terrible, but it's true. But I, I see more women. What what about what about your practice? Um, 
On hair loss, I'm pretty 50-50 actually. So I was doing a lot of PRP before I started doing um, Carolays and I had a lot of success on the crown in men with PRP. And since incorporating Carolays, a lot of my PRP patients have transitioned over to Carolays, but I really, I would say I'm pretty 50-50 split on my hair loss. I see a lot of men, I mean, I'm in Soho and I find that I have a lot, you know, I have a very significant gay male population also, and they've always been very attuned on an aesthetic level. And I'm a, I feel like there are a lot more both gay and straight men coming in for hair loss. And I agree with you that wash out from the zoom light, you know, you want your face to look bright, but then all of a sudden now you're seeing your scalp and this idea that the scalp reflects light like the skin does, it's skin. So absolutely, you're starting to see that thinning and that, you know, oh, I'm seeing a little bit more recession in the front. So we're definitely are seeing, um, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people who are just noticing it a lot more than they used to be. So you say you you do PRP and you do combination. How would you, what's the protocol to combine it? How would you combine those two technologies or those two approaches? So my historical approach was that generally patients who had crown responded better to PRP. And I don't know if there is a scientific reason for that. I don't know exactly what the rationale is, but I found that the crown on men and on some women responded really beautifully to PRP, but I was never really getting great frontal growth. Mm -hmm. And I think that in women, traction and telogen effluvium and a lot of sort of female factor hair loss really affects that frontal hairline, the temporal scalp. Um, And men who were receding frontally just weren't responding the same way. So most of my patients that I treat with a split, I will treat with PRP um, over the vertex, and then I will treat them with Carolase from the frontal hairline back towards the vertex. So I sometimes will combine them um, where they'll bounce back and forth. Sometimes I will finish the PRP sessions and then transition over to Carolase. Um, it just depends on the patient. I don't do them on the same day. Uh, Dr. Daddy, are you doing PRP or have you done it in the past? You just do straight Carolase. I have done it in the past at conferences um, and at meetings. I've never bought my own system at all. And so I don't combine the two of them at all. I was curious as to what you charge when you're combining both of them. It depends on how they're doing it. So people who are committing to one um, and they're doing, let's say, a package of PRP, will pay for a PRP package and then come back and pay for a Carolay's package separately. So I see. Um, I'm not necessarily reducing it. If I'm doing it back and forth and I'm doing a little bit of both, um, then I'll generally will reduce it. It depends. I mean, it truly depends on the person. Honestly, there is some reduction if you're if you're committing to do both up front. Obviously, we're not charging you full fare on both treatments. Right, right, right. Okay, so that makes more sense. I don't do packages. I just do per treatment session. Um, yeah. for the first six to eight of them. And then after that, um, I do maintenance. So I don't do packages. They just pay me kind of as they go along, which seems yeah. like it works well. Um, and they're still committed to coming in because they're seeing the improvement. And I make sure that I'm taking before and after pictures, you know, as we go along. Yeah. And then James, something I did not say earlier, um, the scalp scratchers really, really damage their hair. So mm-hmm. those are those people that can't keep their hands out their hair, that you're talking to them, you're doing a consult in the room and they're <laughs> and they're in their hair while you're talking to them. You, you say to them. Did you realize that you've touched your scalp, you know, 15 times in the last, you know, 10 seconds? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, it's very, very unconscious. And so I tell them, I'm like, pick another hobby, chew gum, do something else. You're going to have to stop touching your scalp like that because those 
those people, the unconscious ones that are always up at their scalp are really going to damage their hair and they're not going to see significant results and you're not going to know why. So if they're scalp touchers like that, that's another thing that if they can't help themselves, I might not treat them to begin with. So um, I think uh, a lot of uh, with patients, you know, as far as when they're going to see results, I think hair is very tricky, right? Because we're dealing with some pretty long, uh, you know, transition phases and, and growth rates. When do you, uh, or how do you approach, or how do you tell the patient what they're going to see or when they're going to see it? And how does that, do you change your protocol based on, on the ex- patient expectation or anything like that? Um, so what I do is I tell them typically after about three treatment sessions, you start to see a difference, but everybody is different and it depends on how much underlying damage you had to begin with, what your genetics are and what, you know, kind of, you know, lifestyle you walked in here with. I'm going to try to alter your lifestyle. I'm going to try to improve it. I'm going to try to make you sleep more. I'm going to try to make you exercise more. I'm going to try to, you know, make you eat more antioxidants. I'm going to, you know, the patients that wash their hair like this, you know, you're not scrubbing a pot. You're washing, you know, your hair that, quite frankly, you're paying all this money for these treatments. So you're washing your sacred scalp. So watch that, that you're not like up there like this. So all of that. So um, usually I tell them after three treatment sessions for people that have very damaged hair, I tell them that, you know, hopefully I can bring back 20 to 30%, which will make a difference in their scalp, Mm -hmm. but that's going to take you know, five treatment sessions or more for those that have very damaged hair. So it depends, minimally damaged, moderately damaged, severely or very damaged. Um, mm-hmm. That's, you know, kind of what it depends on. But I, I start by telling them three because I don't want to, you know, I'm a mother. I'm not the one. I don't see any changes. I don't care. Give it time. You know, it's like you're talking to your kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I mean, I'm a mother. I'm like, let's just take some patience. Let's know that this is not created in a day. All this hair breakage and hair loss did not happen in one month's time, nor are you going to see like life altering results in one month's time. And a couple of my patients are super happy after even the first month. And that's great. But that doesn't mean that we can cut their treatment short. You know, can I stop because I see such good results after the first three months? No, because let's see what we can really do if we commit to this. And if the money's a problem, then, you know, I tend to request that they space it out more so that, you know, they can still afford to do it. There's not, you know, I'm not going to dictate, okay, well, you must come back in this two to four week session or I'm going to refuse to do your hair. I'm sure that um, Dr. Weiser does the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, it, when you when you talk about what they're going to see, obviously people, you know, it's not miracle grow. People would love it to be miracle grow, right? But like, it's not miracle. I would love it to be miracle grow. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it takes time. Um do you, do, you, do you have people like say that they feel the texture change? Is it increase in strength? Increase, you know, when we look at some of the, the quantitative work we've done, we've seen the hair get thicker, right? We've seen the, the actual hair, you know, get a 1.5 to two times uh, thicker, um, as well as there being more hairs per follicle. But that's from a scientific perspective. What, how would I translate that into, uh, you know, Joe on the street? What's he going to see? from the treatment? It's going to break less. It's going to be thicker. um, And for some people, they see a textural improvement as well as a density of hair follicles. So kind of one, two, three, four. Is that similar? So yeah, I typically tell them that usually the hair feels smoother and softer. um, They do notice a 
textural improvement longer term um, in the cuticle of the hair. It actually does feel like better quality hair. Um, I agree with you, more density. So just generally filling in, um, you know, more scalp coverage, I find. That's what they see. They say they see that their scalp, they're not seeing their scalp as much. Um, and then I agree with you, more hairs per follicle if you if I look closely, but they're not appreciating that usually. Um, have you seen anything, and uh, Dr. Daddy, to both of you, have you seen anything regarding uh, gray hairs or the hairs coming in darker? We had, in, in the original study that we did with Dr. Tom and myself, we found that some patients that had grayer hairs, that almost the tint of their hair changed um, during the course of the treatments. Have you guys have seen anything like that? Hmm. Um, you're saying where the hair is more gray when it's coming yeah. in? Yeah, there's like uh, people with you know, black and gray hairs, but the, the hairs that were coming in later were black or darker, and it had shifted the tint of their hair, right? So they had grays, you know, com combo of grays and uh, grays and reg the regular hair, but they got more of their regular colored hair, and right. that kind of, in the light, it kind of shifts the tint a little bit. Um, yeah, that was one thing, one observation that we had, which we're, we were quite surprised with. So I've seen both ways. I've seen where some of my patients come in and they're like, well, I know it's working because look at this ton of gray hair I have in the front. And I'm like, okay, sorry, you got to dye it, but you know, let's not over dye it type of thing. Um, and then I've also seen where it seems like it's darker in some areas, which I always think is curious. Um, but you know, maybe some of their areas of their hair did not go, I mean, did not go gray yet, you know, so there's that too. I mean, my hair is not my front of my hair is what aggravates the hell out of me and why I started dying it only a year ago. The rest of my hair from here back is like, you know, whatever brownish color it always was, which I love. So I'm happy about that. But it just depends on your graying patterns from your parents, you know, as I tell everybody. You know, I think for, for people listening, I think that um, what the immediate expectation is after having the laser treatment or having one of the treatments, is there anything specifically that you, other than, you know, you talk about not washing, uh, not doing the shampoo for two days, is there anything else that you would bring up to your patients or you want them to know um, what it's going to feel like afterwards, if they're going to notice some hair shedding, do you, anything like that? Yeah. I don't tell them any hair shedding. I just tell them like no hot yoga, um, you know, if it's like 90 degrees outside, don't go for a big sweaty run, please, right now. You know, just like common sense, things like that. Um, and for my mothers um, that are trying to get their telogen effluvium together that want like a, a kickstart, I will do it for them as well, as long as they're not nursing, because I don't want to hear anything about the care factor causing a, an issue for the baby, even though it would probably be fine. You know, this is New Jersey. It's the most highly litigious state in the country, so I won't let them if they're nursing. No, thank you. But I'll tell my young mothers, do not go home and lie down because it all wicks into the pillow, you know, okay. the pillowcase, as it were. Um, so I'm, I'm very focused on that as well. But no, I mean, they, you know, a lot of my patients, especially, you know, when you put the the laser close to their ears that, you know, they feel a little hot for a second, you know, whatever. It's it's totally manageable. And for those that jump all the time that ask me if they can use numbing paste, I'm like, sure, if you want to clog the hair follicles and make sure that, you know. <laughs> that the it's, it's a relatively painless treatment, right? It feels yeah. a little bit tickling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, patients, you know, I mean, Dr. Weiser, don't patients tell you, ouch, ouch, ouch sometimes? Absolutely. I would say 10% of people will complain regardless of what you do for them, that it's painful, that it's that it, you know, it's stingy, it's needles. There's a million different descriptions. 90% of people tolerate it extremely well. Um, I keep my care factor. I don't know if this is 
protocol or not protocol, I keep my care factor in the fridge. Um, and the cool solution on the scalp after the laser feels fantastic. Yeah, so, no, we keep ours. We keep ours in the fridge also. Yeah, yeah. and just the coolness. That's, yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that's good. Be, <laughs> that's right? good. It's that's like, supposed. I think it's supposed to. Be. Yeah. <laughs> the life, look, the, the shelf life is uh, fifteen months if refrigerated. If you if you um, you know we want to keep those growth factors at a stable temperature. Mostly it's about temperature stability, not you know not having massive fluctuations. But yeah, I I, I think I. I totally agree. I remember having a treatment and then with just with some regular, you know, room temperature and then you have it with the, with the refrigerated and it feels so good. It's it like feels pretty, so much better yeah. with the cool, with the cool stuff. Um, yeah. But I do tell them I've had a couple patients have a shed, um, not many, but all the ones who shed, shed between around treatment three or four, which is very strange to me. So you get through that first six weeks and they're sort of like, okay, no problem, no problem. And they come in treatment four and they go, I've lost hair where you've treated me. And We've I've seen it, and they always by week five or six have a couple new shoots, and it's starting to grow back in. Um, so I have had, and not a huge percentage, but definitely you know maybe ten percent of my treatment patients have shed, and they've all regrown, and at that twelve week post treatment, um, really have great growth. So I'm not sure what specifically triggers some patients to shed and others to not shed. I have to look out for that. I don't I don't believe mm-hmm. that I've seen that at all. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, obviously I shared the machine with my, I only have one physician assistant that I shared the machine mm-hmm. with. So I have to ask her if she's seen that. Um, okay. But I would assume that those people that shed a little bit are going to bounce right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- look, there is, there is some, actually there's some very good science to back up the fact that there is, there is a potential for some type of synchronization. So cycle synchronization mm-hmm. where, where, you know, you're shedding all the time, you're always shedding your, your hairs, right? But it's whether or not it becomes noticeable or not. And there's a couple of the growth factors that we put in specifically into the formula um, to get the hairs to transition from the telogen phase into the antigen phase. Mm -hmm. And if you get some of those cycles synced up, then you can definitely um, have that. That that would be my first reaction Mm -hmm. to 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 if you came to me and said, hey, what what do you think is going on? That's what I think is going on. We should definitely look into it. But as you said, by the time they come in for the next two treatments, it's like, it's come, it all comes back. Totally. Right? So, and they see all these little baby hairs and it's sort of exciting because they've had this shed. They almost notice that they have a little bit more thinning and then all of a sudden they have all the baby hairs and they see the sort of scalp coverage starting to come in. I've noticed it the most. And again, I'm not sure exactly um, if this is re- you know real or if this is just what I'm noticing in patients who have the most severe hair breakage. Mm-hmm. So in patients who have more damage, who have a lot of baby hairs to begin with or sort of wiry, small curly hairs, um, and I've seen it both in skin of color and in Caucasian skin, and I'm not sure why, but those very damaged hairs seem to shed. Mm-hmm. And when they come in, they seem to come in healthier. So for patients, they're sort of excited by that new growth. They're yeah. nervous with the shed, but it's, like get out, get, um, get it's temporary. Stuff, yeah. Exactly. Get I feel like we're purging the, the uh, damaged hairs. I... Right. Um, how long does it take to do a treatment, Dr. Downey? How, what's your r- roughly the time that you allocate? <laughs> you know, 10 to 12 minutes usually if I'm doing a full scalp, um, you know, 15, 20, 25 if I'm talking too much. <laughs> and and since it's a water-based laser, are there any specific things that you do um, before the treatment or pre-treatment as far as getting the scalp ready for the laser? Obviously, we don't... Clean the scalp with alcohol. So that's usually right. typically something my staff does. Um, and I ask them not to wear gel in their hair because mm-hmm. that makes me nuts mm-hmm. 
Yeah, know, so we so say come in with dry hair and no hair products. They're like like a they love to come in. They love to shower right before they come in for treatment. I'm like, now we have to wait for your hair to dry. I'm not going to treat you with wet hair. Uh, but usually we say come in, you know, with clean hair, no hair products. Um, and dry hair, and those are pretty much the things that we and the alcohol slum. I think for a lot of people, they they don't realize it's a it's just a water based laser. So your hair is is fundamentally ep, dead epidermis, right? It's just it's 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 dehydrated. There is no water in it. If you put you can wet it, it now creates a a chromophore for the laser. Okay, yeah. Where you know we want that laser to be in the scalp, not in the hair. So there is you know there is a slight risk if. You know, if the treatments aren't done correctly and the pre pre uh, pre treatment isn't followed correctly, that you could have some breakage. But that would again, that's kind of like a separate from the the synchronization portion. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Downey, um, I know you're on a on a tight schedule. Um, is there anything that you specifically about Carolase or how you've integrated Carolase into your practice that um, you would like people to know? So, in terms of incorporating it for for the doctors that are listening to this podcast and trying to figure out if this is something that's right for them? Um, The answer is yes. um, If you are um, outside of my area, the answer is no. If you live in Montclair. (laughs) And that is who I truly am too. So that's terrible that I would just be so blunt. Um, The answer is yes. This is great, interesting, fascinating technology. Um, that works and it works well and it works for all skin types and the company behind it, Lutronic, is fun and easy to deal with and nice people. So all of that matters to me. It matters to me that buying the care factor that um, we can screw up and realize that we need it rushed and that you guys are going to say, you know, okay, we're going to rush it to you. Um, We understand. Um, It matters that when something goes wrong with one of the, um, you know, handheld tips to the device that I can, you know, get those things rushed to me also. Um, You know, you guys are a relatively easy company to deal with. You know, everything associated with my treatment sessions are not an arm and a leg and a foot and an ankle, um, which, you know, the consumable cost of some other competitors' machines makes me nuts. Um, You know, so there's all of that. So that's important to the average doctor practicing in terms of whether or not they should incorporate the technology. Um, what I would say is, um, you know, there's several meetings coming up. There's going to be um, a non-virtual in real life cosmetic boot camp in Aspen. I'm one of the directors, so I have to admit my conflict. This is the first year, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there because of a family wedding conflict. But that would be a good place for them to try the machine, practice the machine, see if the machine technology is there, you know, that type of thing. Um, anybody listening to this podcast that's interested in talking to me um, and I'm sure Jessica would offer yeah, the same thing one-on-one. I'd be happy to talk to you guys after hours when I'm not seeing patients. Don't call in the middle of the day. I won't speak to you then. <laughs> um, and then there's ASDS coming up. I know you guys are going to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very involved with getting that meeting together. And I know that is going to have a live component and a virtual component. And then there'll be several other meetings. But I like to kind of see, touch, feel with machines before I bring the technology into my practice. Um, I think that um, this is something that is a win-win because it's something for the scalp, but it's also, you know, the LASMD technology for the face in terms of the freckling and the melasma and the pore size and the precancerous lesions. So using that, um, that thulium laser is a whole nother 
means of getting money mm-hmm. for your practice and increasing your bottom line. For me, it's only myself and my physician assistant that work here together. And we're constantly having to juggle our little schedules in terms of, you know, like, oh, she needs a room, doc needs a room, going back and forth. I can only imagine in practices um, where there's five and six doctors, because it's a very popular laser, that you have to streamline who does what. But the technology is great. I, I like it. I think it's easy um, in terms of working with it. I've had the machine for a year, knock wood, and it doesn't like break down like some of these lasers do where you're left, you know, kind of out of luck type of thing. So all of those are reasons to buy the technology, from my opinion. I'd be curious to know what Jessica has to say. Yeah, I mean, I've had mine over a year also, and I think the technology has been great. Um in terms of hair, I loved the idea. I honestly brought it in for Carolase and I use it, I would say, almost as much for pigmentation, um, sun damage, melasma. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a great no downtime procedure for full face, neck and chest. I mean, literally that was the procedure I did as I walked into this room. That was sort of what I was finishing up. And it's the kind of thing that people will come in, they'll do it, they're pink overnight, they look great the next day, um, but they're really getting a significant impactful result. They really see an aesthetic difference. I also love, and I always give credit, the hand piece is light, it's easy, it's super maneuverable. The arm has mobility and bends. I hate a device where I feel like I'm constantly tugging on my hand piece or I don't have the flexibility or it's very heavy and clunky. It's really easy to use. Um, and I agree that support is great. I mean, honestly, there's always someone to talk to. There's, you know, you can you can get the help that you need. Um, but honestly, patients love it. Patients love that they can do, you know, quick Carolase treatments. A 10-minute procedure in the office every two weeks isn't a big deal if it's not 45 minutes. So right. that ease of just popping in, having your treatment done, and really seeing a result at the end, I completely agree with you. This is a right. it's a great technology. It was a really easy addition. I'm solo, solo, so I never have to worry about who else is using my devices. But oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. So for me, the other week, I actually um, put, um, I did a, a, you know, a ridiculous um, video in my office where I said, now I'm going to laser me. And I show myself using the LaserMD on my freckles. And Uh (laughs) it was hilarious. People obviously loved seeing the doctor torture herself. So that was very, very funny to me. But it's so amusing when I do the laser on myself and and load that up because I just looked ridiculous. Ridiculous. I have no makeup on. I look awful. Um, and my patients are like, oh my God, your skin's so even. You look so good. I'm like, that's because you already like me. You're crazy. Um, but in but in any event, it showed people that there wasn't a lot of downtime because I had something, I forget what it was, something big to do within two days, some TV thing, whatever, whatever. And my skin was looking intact for that. Um, you know, so there's not a lot of downtime with it, even with my patients that swell significantly. And if I know that I have somebody that is really a big sweller, then I'll tell them, you know, look, no salt for like five days before you Mm -hmm. come in here um, and make sure you're exercising every day. So, you know, whatever fluid retention you have is Mm -hmm. down at the bare minimum of what you have it at, you know, type of thing. But I love the fact that the quote unquote, I bought it for the hair also. Um, Jessica. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that the ancillary piece of this that I didn't really even buy it for has so, added significantly to my bottom line. So like I said, if you're in my zip code 07042, then no, it's not for you. It's not really great device. <laughs> so uh, uh, how how would Dr. Daly, how, what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you? Should you 
Do you have a social media handle? So that you- my Instagram is at Janine Downey. Um, but the easiest thing to do is call the office and bear with us because we're busy. 973-509-6900. Um, or you can email appointments through our website, which is just imagedermatology.com. Um, my Facebook is... I don't even know what it is. I'm so terrible. It's Dr. Janine Downey. Believe you me, if I didn't have to do social media, I wouldn't. Um, right, yeah, so my Instagram, thank you for putting that up there. I appreciate it. Um, image Dermatology and at Janine Downey. But the easiest way is just a phone call, 973-509-6900. And, um, you know, patients call, they, they make their appointments, they come in and they're typically very, very happy with your technology, James. So thank you and Amy for coming up with this serum that we can rub in the scalp afterwards that we don't have to inject. And, um, you know, I'm I'm delighted. Purely self-serving. It was purely self-serving. Maybe initially. <laughs> I am it's not for the greater good. I, I'm, I'm, yes, it does. I do sleep well at night knowing that it's out there now and it's not just and me. And I'm going to hang on for another, like, you know, five, six minutes and listen to some of Jessica's answers because I don't have to go quite yet. Okay. All right. Um, so we should, well, let's do yours. So um, Dr. Weiser, can you, how will people get a hold of you? Uh, what's your social? Um, so my social media is just at Weiser Skin MD and my, um, email, my website is wiserskin.com and we also have a question um you know question or comment section so you can literally reach out to us directly that way um and i agree calling the office is always helpful if you really want to get a hold of somebody in a you know significant way i do check um other things quite frequently but um our phone number is 646-850-1002 and my staff is small and mighty and they're wonderful and they'll really help you um they will get to me and they'll they'll get back to you um so doctors patients whoever you are um we're happy to answer questions um whether it's about the technology or the treatment um but happy to provide that information i think i i think we got nearly all the questions answered but i i'm I will ask you a question if you can elaborate on more of the um, and the actual treatments like uh, mm-hmm. that you do with the device. So, you know, Carolase, but then, you know, the chest and things like that. So sure, you absolutely. can elaborate a little bit more. So, um, so Dr. Weiser, the using the, the laser and the ultra obviously primarily was, was for Carolase in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, what are the, some of the other treatments that you've done with the device and how you use it in your practice outside of Carolase? So I had previously um, been using another thulium device that I found um, generally to be a little bit underpowered. And so having a device that I could really fluctuate both how much power I was putting into it and then also control for my energy really gave me a lot more versatility. So the ability to control really how much heat you're putting into the skin, I think is probably one of the um, best features of the technology because you can really dial it down and treat a melasma patient effectively um, without having a rebound phenomenon, without pumping too much heat or energy into their skin. And so we're slowly whittling away somebody who has melasma, whereas someone who comes in with more sort of freckling and sun damage and actinic keratoses, so those precancerous growths, um, we're able to put, we're able to treat them on slightly higher levels. And we're able to find that both we're treating the actinic keratoses, we're giving them that resurfacing effect that we've seen from other fractional um, resurfacing devices, um, where we are seeing reductions in those precancers, and we are seeing hopefully long term a lower incidence of skin cancer coming out of that. So using it for that preventative, preemptive um, 
efficacy as well. And then also for the pigmentation and the, you know, the actual damage to the skin. So patients who are coming in looking for treatment of, you know, isolated brown spots. I love the C5 tip. I love to be able to swap it out. Um, one of my favorite treatments to do is to do a full face on the rolling tip and really get a full pigmentation out of the face, neck, chest. I love to treat the decolletage. I think it's the most ignored part of the body. Um, I treat the backs of the hands quite frequently. And then I will switch over to my C5 tip in the same treatment and go over isolated, you know, lentigines or, you know, sort of darker spots that are really bothering people and do a really nice layered effect. And I find that the effects of that are fantastic. How many, how many treatments would you do? Um, of something like that? It depends on the patient. Most people need two or three. Mm -hmm. um, I've had patients come in for a single session and get a really beautiful result and come back six months later for another. And I've had patients where I encourage them to do a monthly session um, so that we can really see the cumulative sort of synergistic effect of treating them over and over again. But um, both work really well. And uh, all skin types? I love to, yes, all skin types, absolutely. And the same we were talking about with Carolays. I see a lot of, um, I actually see a lot of skin of color in my practice. I'm in Soho and I have a really diverse patient um, population and I love to be able to offer treatment of everybody. Um, and I think that this is one of the few lasers that I really can pretty easily counsel people through, you know, what to expect, what their downtime is going to look like. And again, modulating my parameters to make sure that it's skin color appropriate. Mm -hmm. Well, I think on that note, it's a great time to end. I do want to thank Dr. Downey and Dr. Weiss. Thank you so much for giving your time. I know you're both incredibly busy and we really appreciate you taking the time out to talk about the Ultra, Lazen the Ultra, and specifically about the Carolase procedure. And so thank you very much to both of you. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for inviting me on. All right, Dr. Downey, Dr. Weiser, James, thank you all very much. Uh, for an extremely exciting uh, session on Carolays. A reminder to all you listeners out there, please subscribe to the Tech and Medicine Beautycast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to give a five-star rating and leave a review. Thank you all very much and have a great day.